Capcom 2019. It all started a year ago. And here it was, a very auspicious beginning. Although the conference itself was not when I first bought my ticket, I had already decided that it was too expensive and that I wasn't going to do it. I was awoken in the middle of the night by that voice telling me to go. I reported back that it wasn't possible, that it was too expensive. And here's the question that I heard. What price would you put on last year's conference? What would be the price for that ticket? And I honestly had to answer $100,000 because I had just broken 100000 in sales and I would have to largely attribute it to the mindset that came out uh, from my experience at the last year's Capcom. So I agreed to go and when I went to buy my ticket, I found out that there was a partner ticket which made the price of two exactly the same as that I had been willing to pay for. So that was a clear sign for me. Um, but when I went out to Capcom, actually, the difficulties surrounding uh, managing my orders for Valley, my brick and mortar day job, on, um, which is most intensive on Mondays, I found distracting, um, disturbing, and put a real damper on the conference. The first session, I was completely free from this because it was still early in the West Coast. Uh, but for the rest of the day, I found myself in and out of sessions, uh, struggling to keep my phone charged and um, extremely tired, so tired my face hurt. And uh, the whole day was extremely difficult. I almost doubted uh, the wisdom of coming to the conference, but I still felt that it might somehow work out. There were other things that made it really hard to focus and get involved with the conference. One of them was that my VA had been missing for about two days, and it was probably just a storm in the Philippines, but um, I hope that she was okay and that there wasn't uh, the unthinkable happened. Uh, so I was just kind of waiting to hear from her, but meanwhile, there wasn't anyone to take care of the little chores and problems that were going on with the site. Um, also, I was feeling really desperate. I woke up in the morning uh, feeling like I am so out of my league. I, I need help. I'm really stressed out about everything going on with my business. But I realized that was a pretty uh, desperate and unfruitful way to go into the session. So instead of approaching with that, I just decided to put that aside and to spend my time uh, with people that I meet, asking them questions and Everybody's happy to talk about their own business, so um, that's where I decided to go. I guess it was natural to compare this session with uh, the last conference, and one of the things I felt is that this one just wasn't as well organized. Um, it seems like it started late every morning, and that the beginning was uh, far from electric. As a matter of fact, the MC 
was somebody that I really couldn't relate to. He was this sort of strange hippie looking guy with long red hair uh, down to his shoulders. And I really couldn't, couldn't feel where he was going with his monologues. And then uh, Ryan came out and then they had this little sort of a comedy thing going on. And I just really couldn't feel it. Um, but anyways, the first presentation started and we dove right in. The first one was um, the only one on Monday that I was actually able to stay the whole time for because, as I said, no one on the West Coast was awake. So this was by Alex Charfer. It's called The Billionaire Code. Um, I would have to say that this presentation uh, was the most, it was very dismantling, it was very disturbing. And um, I was completely shaken up by it maybe be just maybe because it was so penetrating because I could identify with it so much he was talking about uh, his topic was the billionaire code and he was talking about different personality types and he maintained that uh, we entrepreneurs we're what he calls the evolutionary hunter and this is a person who goes into the future and comes back with an idea uh, which could seem like a delusion to others he said, we're wired differently. He said, you can't turn it off. Uh, this really resonated with me because it's true. I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't stop thinking about it. Um, it's, it's kind of relentlessly roaring through my mind. And so uh, this struck me very deeply. He said that this, uh, it started as a whisper in your mind and then it got louder and louder and you can't avoid it. He talked about the different levels of development uh, he got six levels and the first one he talked about it uh, with regards to um, finance for the business revenues for the business so the first one is a seeker this person with an idea for a business and the essential part of this is to establish uh, keystone habits that is to say personal habits of discipline and focus and uh, you know, personal habits things like that then he said from 40,000 to 100,000, this person is called the starter. And the main goal of this is uh, market clarity and that you become important to a small group. Um, this is where I've you know, found myself. I'm actually between this one and the next one. The next one was 300,000 to 1 million. He called it a promoter. He says, when you get to this stage, you realize that you're not enough. Um, that the critical part here is to put in place uh, systems and procedures and to get a team going because you really aren't capable of handling everything by yourself. Then the next one level he called was a leader, which is about 3 million to, to 10 million. And he says in this stage, the important thing is to be able to trust others for your success and that you have a leadership team and that essentially what got you here won't get you there. If something changes to where you have to um, replicate yourself into other leaders who can accomplish the same things um, better even than what you do. The next level, he called it from 500 million, level of being an owner. At this stage, it's about scaling decision-making that actually your team tells you what to do. They've uh, established multiple layers of leadership in your organization. I think this was the part that really scared me because I had identified with everything that he was saying so completely and I uh, felt that he was unfolding the path 
that I should take, that this was exactly the truth, you know, the truth about me and where I was going. Um, what was disturbing was that I had envisioned um, sort of myself as a solo flyer. Here I am with my, you know, computer setting up all these things, maybe getting a little bit of help. Um, but based on the finances, the way he discussed it, in order to get to um, 500 million, or which is over 10 million, basically my revenues have to be um, minimum of 15 million in order to hit these target that I have. So the, re- the, the kind of settled in this uh, sort of shocking reality that it would be an organization. It's not just uh, me and a website. It would have to be have to build an organization to do this and I hadn't been willing to do that I hadn't been interested in doing that and I certainly wasn't prepared to do that although I've seen it um, I worked with uh, Brian Maxwell at Power Bar one of the finest organizations that has ever been uh, truly a unicorn company so I've been in one and I know how it works but I just wasn't thinking of doing that and this uh, this heavied me out a lot and I've like I said, I just felt dismantled and uh, just really undone. The final stage was um, the billionaire stage. And he said, at this point, you're an investor. You help others and you invest into others to make their success happen. And that what you have is a leadership development system. Then going on, he talked about other aspects of the entrepreneur who's in the process of going through these steps. He pointed out that in many cases, uh, you've been sacrificing yourself to build your organization. That you have been uh, sacrificing your health, sacrificing your family, uh, sleep, habits, things like that, uh, to attend to the needs of the business. Um, But he put forth the proposition that you are a million dollar racehorse. You're the money maker. And if you had a million-dollar racehorse, you wouldn't feed them junk food, and you certainly wouldn't uh, interrupt their sleep. You would make sure they had great rest, healthy as possible food, and good care. And yet we, as the core of our business and the basis of our future, uh, treat ourselves horribly. And so he also talked about a sense of leadership, and that uh, instead of directing, instead of giving directions... We should really direct success. He talked about being transparent, and he said, drop the veneer. You don't have to appear uh, different than what you are with your team. You should be uh, completely reachable and understandable as a real person with all of your uh, pains and glories. Uh, these are the basic notes that I took from his presentation. And again, I've, I just... Um, found myself uh, stunned by this whole nature the idea of having multiple layers of leadership even though I identified that I clearly understood that that was uh, where I'm destined to go I feel that I'm pathetic and I didn't want to involve others uh, into my brokenness so this was a pretty intense juxtaposition Um, because I left this meeting kind of destroyed and later on I actually uh, found Alex Scherfer in the hall and I just um, went up to him and I said I really liked your presentation um, but it was very disturbing and he was you know kind of surprised and he says well 
what do you mean? And I said, well, I felt like um, you described my whole life. And I started getting choked up and emotional. And I couldn't really say anything past that. And he got a little choked up too. And then he said, listen, uh, if you're feeling emotional about this, if you're connecting on that level, then what you need to do is listen to my first 10 podcasts in my archive. And he pulled out his phone and started showing me uh, where to pursue that. And he said, listen to these and then uh, reach out to me and uh, gave me a long hug. And then I went back into the conference room.